Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. yesterday morning and I expressed to them the complete embarrassment I feel for having hurt them and my fellow colleagues in any way. I've reached out to many of my former teammates, players, uh, to offer my apologies, but uh, have not had the opportunity of connecting with all of them. So gentlemen, if you're listening, I apologize. Excuse me. I apologize. That's Morgan Scali, a teleconference yesterday. He's going to keep his job, and he's going to have a salary cut from $1.1 million to $525,000. The coach-in-waiting deal, that's gone for whenever Kyle Whittingham decides to retire. PK was pretty much what you were talking about uh, yesterday on the show. Uh, He's making more money than uh, anyone mentioned yesterday. And I think that goes to the fact that there have been multiple Freedom of Information Act yeah. requests made and they had never provided the new contract so everybody was going off the old number uh, low 800 thousands but he'd been bumped up to 1.1 million but it's still 50% ish it's a little more than that actually uh, with 100,000 of that going to an on-campus group that works to combat racism so a non-profit I should say uh, so there's the penalty we've got people reacting to it uh I guess because of what you said yesterday, uh, I wasn't surprised at all, but I had an assistant news director who deals with sports very little, and I think he's a, he's a casual sports fan. He's not from here, so he's not into the Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies, and he came over, and this is like seriously minutes after the press conference ends, and, and he says, so what did they do? And I tell him the, the 50% pay cut from $1.1 million to five twenty five, and he, he visibly flinched. He thought that, you know, his gut reaction, that was a huge penalty. I can't say I thought it was a huge penalty because you'd already kind of broken the news to me. Uh, the promo we just played from Hans Olsen, I got to agree with Hans, you know, how well can he do his job going forward? And that question was put to Kyle, and... Kyle seems confident he can do it, that he can go out and recruit. He pointed out that of the 57, last 57 guys that uh, Morgan has signed, 51 of them have been minorities. Now, maybe some Polynesian, he didn't spell that out. Uh, But nonetheless, 51 minorities. So he seems confident in that. And the proof's in the pudding going forward, but it it seems like that's a huge thing to have to explain in every home you go into. I don't think it is. Really? No. No. You just said 51 out of 57. Uh Here's their phone numbers. You got a problem? call them a a recruit is not bound by ncaa rules so he can talk to anybody he wants the other way around it's a different story so all you gotta do you you can spend all day spend next tuesday calling all these recruits if you're seriously considering utah a place where they're going to treat you like family a place where you're going to get a good education where the community is going to love you and you'll be on tv all that stuff and if you're anything close to good enough, they'll develop you and put you into pros. So I got all these things here. I got this one thing over here. It's an issue. Not saying it's not. But go ahead and call all these African-American players. Go ahead and listen to his apology. Go ahead and do that. And then if you still have a problem, Utah's probably not the place for you. Up to you. Now, they're never going to get anybody, everybody they want anyway. No one does. I mean, even Oregon and USC in, in, in the Pac-12, and they're the big dogs, right? So I, I, I really believe they can overcome that. Go talk to Kyle, and, and Kyle is as, as smooth as there is and as genuine as there is. So go talk, depending on what position you play, you might want to talk to Sharif. Uh, just use him as an example. Sharif, uh, I said this weeks ago, our community is better. If we had more Sharif Shaws and his family in our community, the place would be a better place. So, nope, I think it's it's an issue. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it is a high hurdle. At best, to use somehow I got stuck in a track analogy, 
uh, it's a low analogy. It's a low hurdle, I mean. And I, I just I don't see it as being overcomable. There's two things that happened yesterday that I'm glad happened. One, he got the job, and one, uh, I figured out how to hit star six, and I got my question in. Kyle did get in a shot at you there, waiting star for you to six hit star six. <laughs> Even though I was using it, and they were not putting me in queue. I didn't do anything different the second time around. They, just, they put me in queue. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, uh, Kyle and I, we, we, we've since had discussions on that, and uh, there's another reason why... He's just a bad dude. You talking about Kyle? Yes. I mean, bad it, isn't good. No, I hate the dude. Hate <laughs> him. Hate him. Hate him with a passion. And I know you guys like to talk about since before you were born. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to settle this thing next week somehow. I think we're going to have a push-up challenge or something. So, and uh, yeah, obviously I had, uh, you know, knew something about the, uh, the reduction in salary Plus, once I heard that they were most likely going to keep him, that became the obvious thing, too. It's not like, I mean, I was, yeah, so I, I was talking about it yesterday, and we put it on Facebook because I'd heard about it, blah, blah, blah. But that was the obvious thing. Once you decide you're going to keep him, well, what's going to be the penalty? Well, clearly they're going to hit him in the wallet. And you're right. I didn't know the, the thing had been bumped up from 800 to, not, uh, to over a mil because that thing hadn't been made available in the the drama thing that they call it yeah. the legal jargon whatever that means uh, and I wasn't going to say this is what's going to happen today I learned I, I, I've told you this it was about 10 years ago and I uh, got off the phone we're going to the whack uh, with our other sports and football's going independent yep you said yep we're good to go and then I proceed to go to the gym and I still remember it. And I can tell you which treadmill I was on because there's about 20 of them. And across the bottom, I'm reading on the screen that uh, Fresno and... Nevada. Yeah, they're going to go to the Mountain West. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Just after people thought this was a done deal. And what would it have been? Maybe a half hour later? So I learned then... I will never say this will happen because from the time I learned something until the time it could happen, something could change. And sure enough, that shocked me. That was the most shocking thing I'd ever been involved in in terms of somebody telling me something is going to happen and then something changes in the interim. I could not believe what I was reading. I was stunned. Nevertheless, that's what happened. So I wasn't going to come out yesterday and say, Morgan's going to keep his job and here's his salary reduction. But obviously, you know, I had had some information there and it was along those lines. Then they just, and I also knew that the uh, that they were most likely not 100, percent but most likely going to announce it yesterday, which is why I wanted to discuss it yesterday morning. All right, we've got a lot of your reaction on Facebook to uh, Morgan keeping his job, taking the salary cut, and we will get to those reactions coming up in our next segment. The other college uh, sports news: the Oklahoma Sooners opened their facilities for voluntary workouts. Reported a total of 14 players have tested positive for COVID-19. Two of the 72 staff members were positive. And, uh, PK, this goes back to, you know, is, is there a chance at opening the facilities there could be a bunch of positive tests? Yes, there, there is a chance. We're seeing that with the MLS bubble. Like nine guys have tested positive. They, they were negative outside the bubble. Now they're positive inside. But if you don't let them on campus, well, then you got 14 players positive that way too. So... Yeah, I just opened up a story that says Alabama college students are throwing COVID parties yep. where they invite infected people and gamble on who gets sick first. Yes. That's kind of crazy. That is crazy, and I had seen that. That is not uh, new right now, and I had seen that yesterday, and I was on the phone with uh, someone who works in pro sports, kind of associated with the jazz, and they're like, did you see this? And they're, you know, everybody's doing their own job in their own bubble, and they, they come up for air. They're not, you know, in the media checking it as often as you and I are, but they saw it on some social media feed. I don't know what, a, I can't believe this. How, what are they doing? Like, hey, college students, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it's definitely a thing. Uh, Penn State AD, Sandy Barber, said the spring college football season would be a last resort. 
One of the biggest challenges, and probably the biggest, is the proximity to next season and, frankly, losing spring ball for the second straight year. That is overcomable if we have to uh, file that under something better than nothing. So if you're wondering about the odds of, a, of, a, of the season moving to the spring, Penn State's AD is saying that's a last resort. I still wonder if they just can't play play their 12 games over the course of, you know, 15, 17 weeks, whatever it takes. This just coming in, USC has announced that all students will do online classes this fall. Oh, they're not even doing a mix, huh? That just came in across the Twitter timeline, so that'll be interesting. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Report from ESPN citing unnamed sources says the NFL has shortened its 2020 preseason to two games. An official announcement expected as early as today. Players supposed to go to training camp on July 28. Uh, the week of August 20, there'll be one game. The week of August 27, the second game. And then the season's going to open September 10th. That's the the new plan, PK. Uh, and, and the thought is that they need to have more time getting the players ready to play and less time traveling, playing games where, honestly, some of these guys are playing one series, if that, anyway. So it's almost a lost day getting ready. So more time to get ready for the season. And that, that's a pretty big deal for the owners because that's found money. You're, you're charging the season ticket holders, but you're not paying the players their top salary. So that's a win for the owners in normal times. This is a loss for the owners walking away from two preseason games, one home game, obviously, out of the two. Yeah, then they'll just raise prices to make up for it. <laughs> for the beer, you'll pay $25 for an 11-ounce beer. Uh, there are reports that 87 different firms and shareholders, worth a combined $260 billion, called on Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo to sever ties with the Washington uh, football franchise unless they drop the nickname Redskins. Owner Daniel Snyder has previously said he would never change the name, but man, that's a, that's a lot of financial pressure. 87 yeah, you know, firms lean on three big sponsors. Coming from Arizona, I've always been very sensitive to that name. And obviously, I'm not Native American, but I saw Native Americans, and I saw them in a bad light, man, many times over, up in particularly Flagstaff and down in Phoenix. I don't I don't like saying a word. I don't like I just I usually just call it the Washington franchise. Well, we'll see. Daniel Snyder has really – and I really – I mean, I guess I understand it. You stake out the ground and you stick to it. But, you know, if you change the nickname, the team's wildly popular. You're going to sell a phenomenal amount of merchandise and make money. So what are you being so stubborn over? Usually people are stubborn over money. We always say follow the money. He's being stubborn. He's got a chance to make money. Uh, He probably doesn't need to make money. Guess not. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I've heard a lot of people say that uh, you know there's gonna be um, there's gonna be how you guys say the start next to this championship. I feel like at the end of the day, this it's gonna be the toughest like championship you could ever win. You know uh, because like the circumstances are really really tough right now. So whoever wants it more uh, is gonna be able to go out there and t- take it. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo right there on the challenge of winning the 2020 title. Unusual circumstances, it's going to be the toughest. If you want it, go take it. I guess I'll have to see what it looks like right now. That wasn't really the way I was thinking. I... Yeah, you go ahead. You don't have to overcome the, the travel and the road games and the hostile crowd. And are we going to see a good team in a... Maybe we won't. Maybe this will go according to form and the teams that were good will look great. But I still got to wonder if we're going to see a good te- a team that we think is good just flame out real quickly. Just never get the rhythm and just be gone and open up a path and make it easier and have teams be less tested getting deep into the tournament. Because even when you win, sometimes you're pushed to that sixth and seventh game. You're exhausted going into the next one. It's just you hear people who've gone deep in the, uh, in the playoffs say, it's such a grind. Maybe it will be a grind. Maybe the three months of locked away will be really hard, and we'll all appreciate it more as we see it unfold. Well, a couple things is that you're saying predictability equals more legitimacy, basically. 
So, and that's fine if that's what you want to think. I'm, that's you're obviously entitled to what you want to think. I don't really care about the legitimacy of it. All I care is that they're balling out. And if they're balling out, I'm in. What's the thing uh, Jibber played in the summer a couple of times, and they had it on TV? I don't even know what it was, but they were playing back east. The basketball And Jimmer was playing. The TBT. And they're, they're balling, they were balling out. And I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what they were playing for, but Jimmer was on the team. It was called, what was it? It was called Team for Dead, wasn't it? Correct. And yeah. he's playing, and he's got guys that I had heard of, some local guys, but they were balling out. And it was good enough for me. That's what I want. What I don't want is the three quarters of the All-Star game that we saw. And I don't think we'll see that. As long as they're balling out, that is plenty good enough for me. And then whatever anybody wants to assign the value to whoever wins the title, that's up to the individual. I think if it's uh, Clippers or Lakers, they'll be valued to the title because they were expected to do it. The Bucks have the best record going into this, 53-12, and 12, I think, something like that. So if they win, it's well, the team with the best record won the title. That's not outrageous. So I can see those three okay. people not debating the value if it's one of those three. I those think if it's somebody teams, else, yeah. then the, the value of this title, of the legitimacy, the asterisk, okay. I think it'll be a deal. So do you you put an asterisk on Houston? They were six seed and they won the title? The, the, it doesn't count? Nope, that one counts. I mean, the outliers yeah. do happen, but I think if you're an outlier and it happens this year, it's going to be hard to overcome the asterisk. But and, you just said when we see, outliers do happen. They do. Absolutely they do. I mean, you, to get the best outlier, you just went back 26 years, 27 years, whatever it was. 26, I guess. They don't happen very often, but they do happen. DJ and Okay, PK. Denver. Oh, be- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Denver beat, uh, Denver beat Seattle in a playoff. Yes. And that was one and eight, right? Yep. So that was that was illegitimate? I mean, I don't, that, I don't that get was it. Legit. That was legit. But I think if it happens now, it won't be treated like it's legit, even though eights have beaten ones before, right? The Knicks were an eight and got to the finals, and that was viewed as pretty flukish. And it was in the 50-game season. Uh, mentioning the Rockets, uh, Cephalosha, Cephalosha, the former jazz man, Cephalosha is opting out. He will not be in Orlando. Dwight Howard is still a maybe. The Lakers are hoping he'll show up. They haven't signed a replacement player for him. Howard weighing his options. And the Nuggets star Nikola Jokic still has not returned to the USA, although head coach Michael Malone said he's not too concerned at this point. And he expects him to join the team for the flight to Orlando next week. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The reality is we weren't going to play more than 60 games, no matter how um, the negotiation with the players went or any other factor. 60 games is the outside of the envelope, given the realities of the virus. That's baseball commissioner Rob Manfred right there. Uh, despite the fact the players were offering to play 114 games and that saying that was never going to happen. So don't look at this season sideways because of the labor negotiations. You got the 60 games you're always going to get. The virus was going to change things. Uh, the one thing it hasn't completely eliminated, PK, is the Field of Dreams game. It's scheduled to be played this summer uh, and it's still going to happen. But because they changed the schedule of the 60 game season, it was going to be the White Sox and the Yankees. And now. Uh, with the East and the Central not playing because you're staying in your own time zone. It's going to be the Cardinals and the White Sox. Uh, unclear how many fans, if any, are going to be allowed at the game. Originally, they were going to set up uh, seats for 8,000 people. Basically, treated like a minor league ballpark. Uh, just by comparison, there's 12,000 seats for B's games. You can get 15 with the berm you know, for fireworks and all that, but there's 12,000 seats. So something a little smaller, uh, probably no second deck. Uh, that we would see at a bees game, so I guess they can still let people walk in and out of the corn. That's what we all want to see, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm tuning in for. I don't know of anybody else. I want people walking in and out of the corn every half inning. Well, I think they should do it every year. Oh yeah, this is a great idea. Why not? Yeah. So if they can't pull it off the way they wanted this year, fine. Uh, future years, go ahead and do it. It's like the little league thing that they do in uh, Williamsport. The kids go nuts. I think we'd all watch it. And it, it would take a few years before it would be ordinary. 
DJ and PK. Obviously, it's it's a great streak, and uh, anytime you're mentioned with those golf. All right, the PGA Tour is in Detroit this week. The Rocket Mortgage Classic. Tony Finau, Zach Blair are in the field, and uh, they're playing with these bigger, uh, trying to get everybody all the uh, the dates that they they were promised, and get as much in as they can. They get bigger fields, and they seem to be starting earlier in the day. We already going, Yak? Yeah, Blair and Finau are actually already on the course. Oh, those two are on the course. They're out there, but yeah, the tournament's already underway. All right. More golf viewing, PK. We don't have com- competition from so many sports like we normally do. You're not going to be watching yeah, baseball games. Yeah, I said games yesterday, today. this stuff takes on a, a much bigger level of importance than it would to me normally. All right, we'll keep you updated. DJ and PK, we got a lot coming up this morning. We got uh, Joe Ingles joining us at 740, so we'll have to keep this next segment uh, short, but we're going to get to your reaction coming in on uh, Morgan Scally and what you think of uh, the used decision to cut his pay in half. Craig Bolderjack's here in the 8 o'clock hour. Former Utah quarterback Ryan Lacey in the 9 o'clock hour. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Matt Harpring, AT&T Sportsnet. Utah has always had a great home court advantage, and players talk about it all the time. Well, now everyone's kind of be on an even playing field. I do think that's huge. You're going to get teams, obviously, fighting for the playoffs. You're going to get teams like the Lakers. You know, how much do they want to play minutes without limiting risk on injury? You know, so you don't know exactly what happened. But I do think the injury to Bogdanovich, it's going to hurt the Jazz. There's no doubt about that. He's a great player, and he's a huge part of the team. There's going to be some points in production that are going to need to be increased by other players than just Rudy and Donovan. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. At advance on- Hot takes and toast. <clears throat> Brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical, always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Well, as we discussed on uh, Wednesday's show, Morgan Scally is going to keep his job. Utah defensive coordinator is going to get his pay cut basically in half, $1.1 million down to $525,000. He loses his coach in waiting status. What do you think? And PK, you can't be surprised by the range of answers I am about to read. Well, I guess it depends on literally the range. It, does, it would surprise me a lot if people were thinking he absolutely needed to be fired because I don't think he did. But you can't be surprised that some people would think that. Well, uh, yeah, unless you just said absolutely there's no question he should have been terminated immediately, never to get another job, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, it depends. I get your point, but it, it, it depends on how far you go. If you're like, oh, man, I agonized over this, but, you know, I think that they probably should have let him go. That's another thing. Oh, he should have been fired on the spot, never to be coaching again, that type of thing. Uh, Eric says, uh, Eric hit us with a little sarcasm. I would like to volunteer to have my pay cut to 500000 a year. Yeah, I get all that. Sure. Yeah. I, I understand that. And, 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 I, and I relate to that. I'm a common working stiff. I'm making more money than I ever thought I would ever make. But nevertheless, I view myself as a common working stiff because that's who my father was. And I'm nothing if I'm not him. So I understand all that. Uh, and that's a lot of money. They're still getting paid. Yeah, that's... that's that's just the way it is. You can predict a lot of these uh, comments. I think a lot of our listeners could have predicted them, but a few of them did uh, were, did hit on things I didn't anticipate. Andy says, uh, holy smokes, if I'm Morgan, I'm walking. That is crazy, and it's totally a PC stunt. It never occurred to me for a second that Morgan would be upset with the punishment and walk away and quit. I got to say, I never considered that among the range of options. So Walk away? Some, yeah, that's this. And there was more than Ooh. one person who posted that. Well, you could say that if you want to, that's a PC stunt, but you don't walk away from a defensive coordinator job in the Pac-12, particularly where you've never worked anyplace else but Utah, and you're from Utah, you went to school there, yeah. your family played ball there. Obviously, the university means the world to him. Uh, if you want to argue that uh, they shouldn't even have done anything and let it go seven years ago, he apologized, I'm open for that. But the walk away part, I'll show you, and I'll just not just cut off my nose, I'll gouge my eyes out too. 
<laughs> Fritz says, I'm guessing Morgan's looking for a new job. The writing is on the wall that he is not wanted up at the U. Uh, yeah. Man, that's, I don't, I, I, <laughs> I, can't, I don't read that writing. I, I don't either. I think he is wanted. I think it would have been easier for him to let them go. I, I do think that one of the things on the, you know, he was apologizing to, uh, he was apologizing to people individually. He was apologizing to groups of people during that. If you go back and listen to the whole thing, and it's all online at 1280thezone.com. Uh, you know, the players, um, the the coaches, uh, and on the list of people to apologize to, you know, he put his bosses in a tough spot because no matter what they say, somebody's going to be upset with them. And, you know, I guess the buck stops there. That's why you have those jobs. You're going to have to make, you know, Tough decisions that aren't always popular. Uh, but, but boy, they're just here's another one. Fritz, I'm guessing he's looking for a new job. The writing's on the wall. And then Todd follows up with, I think they did their investigation and found it was isolated, which is why he still has his job. But then knew there'd be a backlash from the mob if they just dropped it. So they decided they had to do some crazy stuff to appease this mob. Now this will be Morgan's last year with the Utes. They will lose him to the Mountain West for sure now. Yeah, I don't see that for okay. sure. I'm I mean, you. they could. The coach and waiting thing could potentially be a blow uh, because anytime you have a coaching change, they hire a new head coach, obviously, and there's no guarantee that you'll keep your job no matter how good you are. You just never know. And so he could – I could see this leading to – him coaching someplace else where the coach in waiting, there is probably a good chance that he would be employed by the University of Utah his whole football coaching career. Now that's certainly in flux. But you don't know what's going to happen with or without this thing. How many times we've seen coaches in waiting but then the guy who's going to retire, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I really enjoy this. And he stays, whether it's another season or two. And then the coach in waiting gets another offer in the meantime, and he goes to school fill in the blank. So those things are never a guarantee 100%. So who knows what would ha- what would have happened. Now we, we don't know what will happen. Either way, there was no guarantee until it actually happened. And and I do think that there what you have to take into consideration what type of PR hit, and I'm going to writing about this, we'll post it later this morning, that uh, Harlan and Whittingham, they said that those guys, Harlan said that those two guys were making the decision, essentially, and no matter what they were going to decide, they were going to take a hit. And the climate that we're in, obviously it's far more heightened. It would have been news, but it was exasperated and became even bigger news and particularly at the University of Utah I was thinking about this the University of Utah football program anytime it receives national publicity it's always oh man look at those gutty brand of tough-minded physical guys overachievers look what they accomplished it's rarely negative you know you had what's his face the bald dude uh fine bomb oh yeah utah that's about it this is really the first time and i can recall that they've received big time national negative attention so there was going to be blowback no matter what and you found a sports illustrated story that just Mm -hmm. said exactly that yep uh, we're trying to track him down to get him on the show. We'll see if that works out uh, going into a holiday weekend. I don't know that it will work out, to be honest with you. But uh, Yach's on it. He's been on it since yesterday, and he'll, he'll make it happen if he can. All right, got to go to break uh, a little earlier than usual because we've got Joe Ingles next. Joe Ingles coming up in about five minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I want to apologize to the young men I have coached and I'm coaching currently, and I express to them the complete embarrassment I feel for having hurt them and my fellow colleagues in any way. I apologize. Obviously very emotional, Morgan Scally. There is a question of can he do his job moving forward. Recruiting is the number one issue that he has to worry about, but I still believe that he can walk into a minority's home with this one moment seven years ago included, but his entire history of the corners that he's built, the safeties that he's built, the men that he's built, and he can get the backing of guys like Sharif Shah, and he can get the backing of his current players, and I believe that he can continue to do his job in recruiting. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hey, yeah! This is The Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... Joe, Joe, Joe. 
and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bell! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joined now by Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Look at you just canceling pool parties on the 4th of July. I didn't cancel no one person's pool party. Laying down the law for your teammates. I don't actually blame you at all. (laughs) I mean, it's just, uh, it it would be disappointing to do all this work for however long we've had to do by ourselves and and obviously now with with a couple guys in the gym and stuff to kind of waste it and like if we test positive in the next whatever until we leave then you're not coming so why why ruin it for yourself and potentially for, for your teammates how good a basketball shape are you in right now <laughs> elite how does that compare to what would normally be say when you got here in september of each year not very late (laughs) (laughs) um no i mean i thought i don't like i'm definitely not 100 percent because i don't think anyone would be i think the the plan from our staff and and all that is to to build us up and um obviously have us kind of kind of raring to go by by the end of the month so um, we've still got obviously a three week, uh, whatever you call it, training camp or whatever it is in, in Orlando. And that's where it will really kind of ramp up. Obviously we can't do any team stuff right now. So, um, doing individual workouts is a lot different to, to playing five and five. So in terms of strength and, and fitness, I think I'm strength wise in my body. I feel really good. Um, I think it'll just take, uh, probably those first, probably that first kind of week to get my legs under me. Um, once we're running, and then um, I'll be good to go. So we hear a lot of uh, confidence from you and from Quinn, and it strikes me, and maybe this is just a me problem, but it strikes me as more confident. I mean, you always want to be confident, but it strikes me as more confident than you'd usually expect. I mean, there's a bunch of unknowns here. It's weird the way the season has been stopped for so long. You guys are very confident, and yet you're not even working out as a team yet. So where does all this confidence come from? I think when you the uh, the hard part obviously is I'm, I'm, I'm sure other teams are saying and thinking the same thing. I'm sure they're confident. I'm sure that um, obviously ours is from from our team. We we're in a group text. We've seen each other obviously kind of with I don't even know what the actual quota of people per people in the gym or whatever at the moment is. But you see other guys in the gym and you see um, by talking, like they're talking and, and all that. You, understanding of what people have done and um, yeah I just feel like our, our team's in a good spot I feel like we kind of throughout this whole whole process had been pretty intelligent and smart with what we were doing and how we were approaching it and, and I would beg to differ if there's a better training staff in the league than ours and um, their plan with, with obviously our own players confidence and, and work ethic and all that it, it just makes you, you kind of feel like you're in a good spot and obviously um, we've, we've well, it's been brought up a bit I talked about this um, and stuff not being there and that is going to be different um, but we we got to figure that out we, and like I said I'm, I'm very confident we will figure it out um, but yeah just, just all those things kind of combined like you feel like you put yourself in your team in a good spot and then obviously we've got to get to Orlando now and just kind of click that switch of, of being a team again it's it, like I said it's very different working out alone than it is um, as like a team of five five so this has been going on for what three four months whatever it is and you know it's going to end here your little uh, lifestyle that you've had and you got to get going over to Orlando how much you've been able to appreciate what you've been able to do as a family these last few months oh, man it's been uh, it's been unreal I I mentioned it yesterday. I think you guys were streaming my my interview, but um, I always and this is an only Renee, but obviously mine goes a lot more to Renee. But you 
you know how hard it is. You know, you understand probably, or you try to understand how hard it is. Uh, these, and I don't want to say just NBA wives or anything like that, but these mums and, and wives that are home a lot more than than what I am, or, or husbands working, um, or it's a stay at home mum, whatever whatever their situation is. But you, you don't fully probably appreciate it because you're not you're not living in it, you're not doing it every day, and. Um, like I said, not that my, not that I never didn't have appreciation for, for what Renee did or um, how she was as a, a mother or wife or anything like that. But I think it um, it definitely spiked up even more. It was it kind of went out of this world just because of um, those first few weeks. It's like, holy, this is awesome for me. I get to be with the kids, and then it, it becomes a grind. I mean, anyone that's a parent understands it. Um, Having kids and kids is, is, is can be a grind sometimes, and um, yeah, just that appreciation for the time that we got to spend together. Um, I mean, me and Renee have been together 11, 12 years. It was probably the most we've actually spent together, um, which is kind of sad, really, in the in the real world. But it's just the lifestyle kind of that that I live, and um, yeah, it's it's sad that um, that's the case, but. Um, I'm so glad that I got to spend the time with the kids, get to spend the time with Renee. And, um, we talked about a lot. We During this whole process, along the whole way, we were like, at some point, this is going to end and we're not going to all be together or whatever it is for, for a certain amount of time. And um, just to try and appreciate every day when it does get hard or the kids are being annoying or, or whatever it is and, and just try and enjoy it because um, we, we knew it was going to come to an end. And, and obviously, that, like you said, is, so how much do you lean on technology to stay uh, committed when you go on the world's longest road trip here? I mean, it's, it figures to be at least two months. Obviously, it could be three and a half. Uh, how, how do you stay? What, do, what, what kind of new things do you do to stay connected? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be lucky, like you said, with technology these days and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, I'll be on FaceTime to the kids every day and it's kind of any moment that I've got to, to sit around and, and not be doing much, which is um, probably going to be a, a fair chunk of, of a lot of the, a lot of the days. So, um, I think the hardest part for me, like I said yesterday, is obviously leaving the kids, but um, the little bits that come with that of getting them up each morning. and um, I guess I've been spoiled a little bit with, with what went on because I've got to, to get them up every morning and put them to bed every night this whole process, I actually missed one night because I got locked out of our old house and couldn't get into my car keys to get home in time. And I missed putting him down to bed one night this this whole time. And um, I was actually really, really pissed off that night. So I guess <laughs> those little things that, um, that I, like I said, I, have, I don't get to do usually or I get to do very sparingly with our schedule, um, I'm, I'm going to really, really miss... Uh, um, like I said yesterday, I was a commander for the team and I want to, want to do the best and I'm, and I'm glad and lucky that I've got a supportive wife that, that wants me to go and, and to, to play well and help our team. But um, regardless, I'm, I'm going to miss my, my kids and Renee um, a hell of a lot. So Damian Lillard said he didn't think everybody was going to be able to follow the rules in the bubble. Do you think you might be a rule breaker and play some doubles ping pong? I'm playing doubles ping pong with my with my teammates for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, it's I guess it's hard. You don't know exactly. Kind of. I mean, the, the rules are obviously there and all that, but obviously we're. I mean, we're we're testing every day. Um, I think between testing every day and and obviously, like I said yesterday again, I'm I'm gonna make sure I do everything in my power to to be smart about it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best also for, for me and myself coming back whenever we end up coming back because I don't want to ruin um, coming back home and then potentially having it or whatever it is. So I'm going to put myself in in the best position possible to, to be healthy when I'm coming back as well. So Lillard, uh, in his story, he had some great quotes. He was talking about PS3, PS4. He's got his uh, music. Basically, it sounds like he's going to have a studio in a room. And and his books. So are you planning, like, seriously, two months of entertainment? Because it sounded like Lillard had it. He was, 
He's like, practice games in my room. And I thought, he yeah. actually sounded a little like Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I won't really be playing video games. That's uh, not, not really my style, but um, uh, I've got a lot of other things. And uh, I guess we're blessed to have the, the, like with Jacob's autism, we've got a charity now and, and I'll dive into to some of the work with that. And, um, there's a few other things that have been not necessarily postponed, but the last few weeks, um, everything's been pushed back a little bit just to, to spend this last few weeks with, with the kids and with, with Renee and stuff. So um, I will have some stuff to do. Um, I'm not going to say it's like work because I, <laughs> stuff I enjoy, stuff with our charity and, and stuff with our how we're building the house in Australia. It's just little things that, um, like I said, have, have kind of been put on hold a little bit just to, to enjoy these last few weeks with, with the kids. And, and obviously now we're, I think we're, what, four or five days away from leaving. So this, this next few days will be uh, purely with, with my family. And then once we get over there, I'll um, kind of uh, settle into however life is going to be over there. What do you think the level of excitement is going to be amongst, say, your teammates and other guys in the league to be finally getting back and playing some ball? Yeah, I think it'll be uh, – that's the – the flip side of what I was saying, it's like, obviously I'm really sad and, and kind of frustrated a little bit to, to be leaving my family for this long because I've never left the kids for this long. I, I've, I have been away since in April, so give or take this long, but that was pre-kids and she was playing and I was playing. It was a, it was a, it was a lot different. And um, again, anyone that's, that's got kids, you, you don't want to leave them for, for an hour, never mind. Kind of, I think, I think it's minimum seven, eight weeks that we're going to be there. Worst case scenario, so um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard. But I, I like you said, I want to go and I want to be there for my team. I, I want to play um, for the Jazz. I want to represent the Jazz and um, obviously play really well. So it's a um, it's a bit of a double edged sword because you you want to do the right thing by your family and, and all that, but you also at the end of the day, I've, I've got a job to do and. Um, that's, that's my job is to go there and, and be the, the best player I can be for this next however long we're there for. So even though you haven't had the uh, you know full five-on-five five practices and the stuff you're used to, you have had the Zoom calls, and the coaches have had a long time pre- to prepare for uh, you know playing without Bogdanovich. Do you already in your mind, even though you can't blurt out the specifics, I get that, do you already in your mind, are you pretty comfortable with the way things are going to go and how things are going to change and, and your expectations? Um, I mean, I think um, we, we've been kind of unlucky, but lucky with we have been in kind of situations like this before. We've, we've had guys injured. We've had guys in obviously this year with, with Mike being out and stuff like that. As I mean, you guys know me pretty well, but I'm, I'm really excited for, for Mike to, to be able to come in and um, – have a bit bigger role and and um, not that I mean obviously how important he is with Giannis but um, I think compared to, to Memphis the last couple of years it was really it, it was kind of just him and Gasol and um, coming to, to our team we, we obviously had a lot of other guys that could play bigger role could score and stuff like that so um, not that not that his role kind of diminished but it was it was different to what it was in, in Memphis, so well, I'm really excited for him, and, and I'll do kind of everything in my power to, to kind of get him going and then get him um, playing like and I, I know he kind of wants to, and, and like he showed a lot of times this year, um, pre and post his uh, hamstring or whatever it was. But um, yeah, just really excited for that group. It's, it's a team thing where we're not relying on, on Mike or, or me or whoever it is to, to go on. Pick up for Boyan. Um, it's a team thing, but there'll, there'll obviously be some different stuff. We had a lot of a lot of plays and stuff that will run for Boyan, and um, those obviously won't be there because he's a different player to, to what I am. We're not going to run the same stuff for him as we do for me or for Mike or Donovan or, or whoever it is. So, um, yeah, there'll be some adjustments, but we're lucky we've we've got a, a half decent coach that um, I'm sure has spent countless. Uh, I was going to say hours, but probably countless weeks on, on what we're going to do. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting kind of once we get there and can dive into that stuff a little bit more. 
You've often said it doesn't matter to you, but do you anticipate moving in the starting lineup to replace Bogdanovich? Um, I mean, if I was a, a gambling man, I you know put a bit of a bit of money on me doing that. But um, I'm also kind of not. I, I think towards, the, and I don't want anyone to gamble responsibly. Um, I I did get in a bit of a rhythm. Obviously, I felt like I was playing kind of a lot better. That second stint of coming off the bench and the rotation we had, I think it was me, Mike, and JC kind of playing together with George and Tony Bradley. I think it was that was kind of the group that we that we were out there with, or that I was out there with, and um, I felt like we got in a, a, a pretty good flow. So, I mean, if Quinn wants to to keep me in, in that role, then it is what it is. It doesn't. I'm definitely not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, if he wants me to start and, and do that again, then then I'll jump back in there and um, and do the best I can from from that position. So it it still doesn't bother me. That's the question. Yeah, uh, we are seeing some players decide not to go. Have you been in contact, texting with your friends around the league, and kind of taken their uh, you know kind of gauged their mood as far as how many more players will hear not going? You, you have an idea on that? Um, I don't, not not in terms of, um, <laughs> I think there's what, 300, 300 and something players going. Um, I, I think there'll be some more, yeah. I, I definitely think there'll be a couple more. I think guys are figuring out, I think Dwight Howard said he was figuring out his situation with his with his kids and stuff, and, and obviously I, I totally get that, and, and you have to, I mean, you can't help but respect it. It's, um, I think it was Trevor Ariza too had um, something going on with, with his partner, or his partner, and, and, a, and a son, and how can you how can you kind of judge a guy or, or um, be mad at someone if he's in your team if they're doing something that's that's best for for him and his his, his child or, or children? So um, yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I I feel like there will be more players, and um, we'll kind of see how that pans out. But hopefully, it's uh, none of our guys, and hopefully, it's some guys from the teams we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's have a tough ever... situation to be home for so long and then jump back into it. Um, I mean, you got you got guys that potentially have had the greatest year of their career this year in the sixty whatever games, and going back and and there's injury risk, obviously, which is a part of our job anyway, probably. Um, but it, it probably does get a little bit higher having this much time off and then jumping right back into it. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios that, that each individual is going through themselves. Uh, I guarantee everyone who, who's going has sat down for it, at least a season. If you're a single bachelor that is the healthiest man in the world, you, you're still going to kind of look over things and think about things before you make a decision. So it's it's different for everyone, but, but I think you've just got to, in this situation, respect everyone's decision of what they do and um, kind of go with your team, whoever's with you or, or whoever's not, you, you support. With the no fans deal, have you ever been in a situation where you can relate to that as a professional? Maybe he needs to hit star six, PK. (laughs) (laughs) Are you back, Joe? We lost you for a second. Was that that bad a question that it cut you out? (laughs) <laughs> no, it was my question, Joe. Oh, that was all right, man. <laughs> I asked as far as this no fans deal, as a professional, can you relate to any games you've ever played in where there was no fans in the stadiums? Yeah, I mean, I've played a, a few, um, probably more with national team in, in, in the Olympics and World Championships when you're, you're playing your first, like, First round of pool games, you're playing a smaller country, and we're lucky as Australians. We have a pretty decent kind of following and family and stuff travel with us, and that's obviously not empty. Like it's probably more than likely going to be for us. But I've played a lot of games where you see a ton more seats than you do when you than you do people, and so I think for honestly, think for. For international guys that have played, or and the Americans that have played at um, Olympics or World Championships, Americans, the USA teams probably always got at least some fans there. But 
um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely played in some games where there's there's limited, very limited people, um, depending on circumstance. And we've played games where they don't, they don't mean anything at the end of the first round and, and no one comes because they would rather buy a ticket to go watch USA or, or a, a bigger match. So, um, yeah, I'll be... I won't be too out of my comfort zone. I think it'll be weird just being... It's always different when you're hearing everything that everyone's saying and Quinn can't kind of say something to me in a normal tone because everyone else will hear it. You have to... So I'm sure teams are going to come up with some funky things to do to, to try and hide what we're doing. But, um, yeah, it is, it is what it is. Do you hear Quinn's voice when the arena's loud and you're at the other end of the floor? Does it just like cut through just because you know it? Or is this going to be weird because now you're really going to hear him because there aren't going to be fans to drown him out? Have you heard Quinn yell at me before? <laughs> Damn straight I hear that from anyone. I could hear that from my house if he was. Uh... No, it's, um, I think it's like you said. I think it's like regardless of the, the noise or what's going on, you can you, you, you kind of just you feel like you're hearing something to a certain extent and um, – I mean, a lot of times it's going to, as loud as even our arena gets at, at times, there's, there's a lot of times that free throws or stuff like that, dead balls or the referees are doing something, that there is um, quiet time as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably constantly looking at <laughs> Quinn anyway to see what we're trying to run or see if we change something or, or see if he is yelling at me or, or whatever it is. But, um I feel like myself and, and him have a, a reasonably good kind of connection on the court of of understanding when he does want me to look over and he wants to call a play or he's going to let us roll with with whatever Mike's called or whatever Donovan's called. And um, that's one of the, the good things about having a coach like, like Quinn is that he, he lets us play and lets us kind of go off a feel of um, how, how we're feeling or how we feel like something's working on the court. Um, it's different for him watching than it is for us playing. So um, there, there's times for, for both that he, he's really good with letting us um, pull a lot of stuff that we that we feel like is going to work. Well, Joe, safe travels. Enjoy the last few days with your family, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you from Florida with some of your downtime. Yeah, just make sure you get the times right. I think we're uh, you guys are not better. I think that we're a couple hours behind here when we get there. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get on the call there and um, see how the holy bubble is going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to pack the coffee machine, Joe. Um, no, like, you guys think I'm, I was joking. I'm uh. walking on carrying my coffee machine. <laughs> like, I'm not putting it under the plane. I don't trust the people putting it on the plane. I'm not letting, like, a uh, manager play. I'm walking on with my coffee machine and... Ten bags of beans. <laughs> all right, wait till you see the picture. So it all sounds funny. Wait till you see the picture and you realize I'm dead serious. <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> and no one is allowed. I'm not making coffee for anyone else. So anyone who from our team that's on our traveling party or other teams do not think about coming to my room for coffee. <laughs> all right, Joe. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. Guys. All right. There's Joe Ingles. Soon to be the father of four, PK. Son, oh, yeah, daughter, that's right. Son, daughter, baby on the way, and the coffee machine. I see that what is, you did there, yeah. The coffee machine is right there. It's part It's part of the family. Yeah, All right. So. Got to take a break here. Uh, Craig Bowlerjack's coming up at uh, 8.30. So we got a segment here. We're getting a lot of reaction on Twitter. Uh, your feedback on the decision by the U to keep Morgan Scally, keep him in the defensive coordinator role, and to cut his pay in half, a little more than half. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from you. We will get to that next. Stay with us.